fantastic edition of the Beauty and the Geese podcast, where, as usual, we are watching movies so that you don't have to. Uh, I am the Geese over here, and uh, over there, that's, well, that's the beauty, folks. Way, way, way over here. Yep. Beauty is here. Have no fear. That's all I got for rhymes for it. It's like Christmas came early. We we are the gift that uh, just keeps on giving. We are we're gonna be plowing through uh, uh, Jack Frost too shortly. Before we get there, how's life been, man? Anything fun going on? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, at, you know, I mean, uh, nothing nothing but work for this past week. So nothing nothing super fun and exciting going on. I am gonna get together with some friends the day this comes out on. Saturday the 9th to do some gaming. Um, what are you guess, playing? Don't know yet. Uh, we don't know who's all going to show up yet, so uh, it's probably going to be either some Marvel Crisis Protocol or some Star Trek Ascendancy. Uh, those are the two main games that we get together when we, we play when we get together. So, Okay. Do you make any like magic card purchases lately? I have not, um, not since, not since the purchases that I made for Black Friday stuff that we talked about already. Sure. Yeah. Neither have I. I've just been doing my daily quests online and that's it. That's all I've been doing magic wise. Yep. I built some more brawl decks that are terrible and I get frustrated because <laughs> most, most of the stuff that I play, most of the stuff when I play is early in the morning before I work, before I start work. So I'm playing against a lot of European people and they just, uh, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they just deck build differently. And, and that's, you know, I mean, I don't really, I don't care if I win or not, as long as it's a fun game, but when you're just playing, everybody's play you know playing nothing but optimized lists then it's just like i don't have fun with this if i don't stay if i know after two turns that i don't stand a chance playing you know winning this then it's not fun <laughs> oh yeah man there there are games like that we've talked about it before like the uh the power creep is such and you get so much bang for your buck right now that yeah people can just have game breakers on the third or fourth turn and it's like okay i know i have no answer for this in my entire deck <laughs> well yeah and and it's like it's not even yeah i mean yes there's game breaking stuff that does happen but it's also just it seems like they have the perfect hand every single time to make it so that you can't do anything for you know against them as well which is the part sure. that frustrates me the most. It just seems like nobody, oh, and and you play a lot of times the same few commanders every every you know every couple of games. There's about five commanders that you rotate through, and that is probably the most annoying part about it. It's just you know just like <laughs> have fun and be creative. I mean it's it's a it's an online video game that has no ranking system. You don't really win anything if you win the game, but have fun and be creative. Don't just play to only win. <laughs> which uh, which commanders are you sick of seeing the most? Anybody, anyone specific? Uh, 
let's see here. The ones that I've seen the most lately have been um, the new Red God from Lost Caverns of Ixalan, the Ogier uh, something I can tell you in a second here. Yeah, I've been seeing him a few times. And um, was it Ogier Axonil, I think it is. Yes, Ogier oh, yeah. Axonil is the red one. Um, Shieldred, the uh, the the original Shieldred, where uh, during your you know, during their turn, your opponent sacrifices a creature. During your turn, uh, it's Shieldred Whispering one, I believe, is the original. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, was it Asika the God Tree? Um, Asika God of the Tree, the one that has it has the flip that flips over to um enchantments that every turn lets them just basically cascade into a legendary creature every turn. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yep, I see that one a lot too. Uh, and and then old, old Shieldred, I don't think I've ever seen, but those other two I see a ton. Oh, man, yeah, I've run into Old Shieldred, I think, four times in the last two days. Interesting. And and then the last one that I see a lot is Joda the Unifier. Like I played, yeah. against, I played against someone playing Slivers. I was playing the first Sliver, the one that cascade, you know, that gives all your Slivers cascade. Yep. And I absolutely destroyed that guy. But... <laughs> Some of the other stuff, it just uh, like I'm playing Tanos, the the wizard guy. Um, Tanos, the toy maker, which uh, oh yeah, I've seen him a few times. Yeah, whenever you cast a bird or beast creature spell, you may copy it, except the copy is an artifact in addition to its other types, and it's just like there's just not enough. I guess I had to look more, but. I'm not getting. I just always seem to be behind when I'm playing that. There's probably not enough beasts and birds in the arena level uh, stuff <laughs> to to make it worthwhile. There's probably better beasts to get um, than what I've got. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there was a lot of good beasts and stuff like that before arena was around. So. Yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah I've been playing on there mostly, uh, mostly standard, and I think every color has like a, a mono of that color deck. That's just I'm so sick of seeing, sick of uh, mono blue where they just it, it's instants and sorceries and then they drop out that the uh, gin. Oh yeah, the hottie gin. Yeah over and over what else mono black they just kill everything and then they have that new black virtue come out and start uh, taking all stuff for your graveyard what else am i saying oh mono white it's just the life gain which that one people have been playing forever yeah life gain and they get counters mono red of course just aggro mono green <laughs> just fat beats yeah, yeah, ramp into fat beats. Like, and for some reason, it's every monocolor of every color. I just am hating right now and sick of seeing them. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've been trying to explore a little bit more than just playing my Rusko or my Rocco decks. And I built a Loren of the Third Path uh, commander, you know, brawl deck on Arena. And then I built Tanos, the Toymaker, 
which I have to go through and re- redo Thanos because it just seems like I just am always behind in that game, in you know, with that. So, yeah, well, yeah, well, like we talked about, man, yeah, they can. Cards are so efficient now, and decks are so efficient. Right, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta threats or answers like by turn two or three, or you're just gonna get rolled. Yep. I tried. I tried making a deck. It was one of the cards. I forget which set, but the uh, ah, what's her name? Hilda or something that taps stuff. I tried making a standard deck around her, and uh, it's not been working at all. That one again is too slow. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we could make. It, in my opinion, we could make this all about this podcast episode all about magic because the movie was so <laughs> so fucking bad that yeah. I don't even know that I necessarily want to get into it. <laughs> it was. Yeah, we can warn warn our viewers off of this one right away. We we had a lot to complain about the first one, and this one was even worse. <laughs> oh my god, this one was terrible. Yeah, I mean, well, should we dive into it? Should we knock it out? Yeah, I, I, we might as well. I mean, we could probably knock this out in about twenty minutes because it's so fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, uh, movie opens. It is one year after um, the events of the original Jack Frost. And Marla and the other guy are getting married. I don't even know the guy's name. I don't know if they ever even mention his name in there. But uh, they're going to get married. So they're going to a tropical island with Sam and Anne. And, oh, I I think it's Joe. Joe is, is the guy that Marla is going to marry. Yeah, I'm with you. I did. If they said their names, the characters weren't memorable enough for me to remember them. But, but <laughs> yeah, the movie does open up with Sam at the psychiatrist's office. Uh, and he's talking, he's telling his psychiatrist about uh, Jack Frost and the events that happened the year prior. But what he does, what Sam doesn't know is, is the psychiatrist has him on... Uh, the intercom on his desk phone on and uh, everybody out in the lobby can hear and see how crazy Sam is, which they do. They do laugh and blah, 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 you know, and he can finally catches on to it because somebody says something you know, about that. Uh, <laughs> but he's also going on vacation. He's going to the tropics. They don't even t- say what island they're going to. They ju- they're just going to the tropics to a to a resort because yeah. Marla yeah. and Joe are getting married. Yeah, it's a wedding tropics. It's so generic. <laughs> Which uh, yeah, now it pretty much bumps you up to uh, the Colonel Colonel Hickering. And uh, I don't even know the other guy's name, Bobby. I think it might be actually Bobby. Yeah, watching. They, yeah not memorable enough to to care in my book. But yeah, there was uh, the Colonel, fake Jamaican Captain Fun. Yeah, and I think Bobby, according to IMDb, is the Jamaican guy. Yeah, yeah, the fake, the fake Jamaican. Yeah, they're. They, yeah, the Colonel and Bobby are watching people disembark from the truck, and of course there's three hot co-eds that hop off the truck, and then there's a couple other 
hot girls and an obviously um, oh flamboyantly gay uh, Asian guy who is going to be. Um, it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> And and, and then yeah. there's there's Joe and Marla and Sam and Anne, and there's a you know and and Bobby just telling him oh not everybody needs to have a happy story, as he's talking about the three co-eds that are there that are going to determine that the you know the reason they're there is a long lasting friendship and then um, the you know the 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 models that are there to fill, to shoot the calendar they are they're they're gonna find out the beauty's only skin deep and then when it gets to the old people's like oh they're just here for vacation like he had some sort of philosophy for everybody except for the old fucks yeah and and again people shouldn't watch this but these characters somehow are all just annoying as hell terrible the colonel is so grating i guess bobby's all right but yeah he had fake bad accent (laughs) <laughs> who else oh, Captain Fun annoying generic just, married couple who I don't remember their name annoying <laughs> just 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 the name Captain Fun is annoying yeah he's like the resort event planner too you know too enthusiastic yep so yeah Doesn't help his cause everybody kind of unload you know unloads unpacks everything they gather in the resort bar where uh, Captain Fun is trying to get everyone involved with some stuff. Sam's kind of being a a little bit of a shitbird because he doesn't necessarily want to be there. Um, the three co-ed girls are pointed to two dopey random guys that are there, <laughs> which is... Yeah, like just stupid bros. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 would probably be the best name for the, for them would be would be stupid bro one and stupid bro two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're they're gonna go have a fire at the beach because you know they're then they're the three girls are arguing or on the beach and they're arguing over who's gonna who's got dibs on which guy. There's three girls, two guys. Uh, but apparently nobody wants to share, so they're they're kind of arguing over that. Where uh, I believe it's Ashley <laughs> is complaining about the 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 fire, which it, it is it is kind of a kind of burning out a little bit. So she goes to get more charcoal for the fire. Oh wait, no, we forgot. I forgot those other guys. I forgot the other two guys. That the guys in the raft. Oh yeah, the two from the raft. <laughs> no names for these characters obviously they're they're not worth remembering but there's two guys on a raft arguing um guy says it's, it's lunchtime the other guy's complaining that about you know when they're they're just arguing back and forth and there was supposed to be a candy bar in the cooler they open it up and it's only, there's only a carrot there the second guy ate the candy bar. They they get into like a golem situation over a candy bar. Yes, they're gonna they're trapped on a raft. They're stuck together. They well, were at least were friends, but now that they're gonna die, they have they're turning on each other. Uh, 
Guy number two gets thrown overboard. He gets killed while he's in the water. Uh, guy number one is trying, you know, trying to figure out what happened to guy number two. He gets stabbed through the bottom of the raft with an icicle. And Jack Frost gets his nose and makes his way to the beach. <laughs> that's, yeah. when you go, that's when you go to the bar scene with stupid bro one and two. Yep. And then the gal's waiting for them at the uh, the bonfire. The yep. charcoal bonfire. <laughs> yes. They're having a bonfire made with charcoal. But it's starting to burn down. So Ashley goes to go get more charcoal. Uh, it is laid out in a neat path going both ways. And she, she starts picking up pieces of charcoal one by one off of the ground. As Jack Frost is in the tree above her. Dropping icicles and can and keeps missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's going from side to side, bending over to pick up charcoal as he's just, yeah, trying to <laughs> stab her from above. Eventually, he just turns himself into a gigantic snow anvil and squashes her. Then, dead. Uh, yep, she's dead. Body number three for the for the movie now. Yep, and again, just like the first movie, it's all, uh, or generally all cutaways. So, they make a loud crash noise. You don't yep. see the actual killing. They cut back to it, and it's uh, just, yeah, snow anvil with some blood and guts squishing out the bottom of it. Yep, which, the, the sound gets the attention of Paige, which is the other one of the other co-eds on the beach. So she decides that she's going to go looking for Ashley... And uh, she sees, you know, the gigantic snow anvil there and is not quite sure what's going on. She's, you know, touches it and looks at it. And as you see a an icicle come out of the ground there behind her, she steps on the icicle, falls backwards and impales herself on uh, on more icicles. Which, <laughs> which leaves Rose as the third one. And, uh, yeah, she gets stabbed in the eyes, gets her eyes ripped out by a pair of icicles, because Jack Frost now finally takes his full snowman form, because he's got his nose and his eyes. So he's he's able to take full snowman form and kills her. Finally, Jack Frost is back. Yep. <laughs> Yay. And then, uh, what, next... Yeah, kills those three next morning. The uh, the colonel and stuff is it you know that gets reported there. There's a dead body here at the resort, and of course, he's a classic business guy, right? Just kind of wants to keep it hush hush, not panic yep. the guests, not get in trouble with the authorities or whatever. So he's just like, yeah, we'll just brush it under the rug. Yep, he of offers course, he offers the two people that reported it free room service for the entire for their entire trip. As long as they don't see anything. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, phones go down. It's not suspicious at all. Phones and satellite. <laughs> nope. But again, you know, they're not too concerned yet. They want to keep this all uh, all under the rug. Uh, there's the phone. I guess the phone slash internet slash satellite service box is all just one thing attached to a wall. It's full of water. So uh, Jack, I guess, turned to water and, and shorted it out. I love that they, this is how like poor the editing is in this movie. There's a scene where, like, I think it's Billy 
is opening up that service box. And like, it's legit a close up of him just unscrewing something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like a 15 minute scene or not minute second scene of him just unscrewing like a close up of a screw. <laughs> right. Yeah. But we, we do also in that time too, with the body there, um, the sheriff does come out. Sam does come out to where the body is. And, uh, we run into both Sam, Sam and, and Anne run into the colonel there. He's trying to blame it, pass it off on a shark attack. And their head of security is Manners, which he, uh, he, he does say, oh, Sheriff, you know, like, it's a shark attack, Sheriff. Great coconut shark, Sheriff. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. are you Manners that used to be in the FBI? No. How'd you know <laughs> I was a sheriff then? Listen, meet me in the meet me in the lobby in ten minutes. <laughs> so Manners is already trying to be a duplicitous little bitch too again. So, yep, yep, he's the uh, eye patch guy. If people forget from, <laughs> how could you forget Manners? But well, he didn't have an eye back. patch in the first one. Yeah, that's right. Because he got his eye effed up. Yeah, because he got his face bitten off by Jack Frost, and he had to have a bunch of surgery to have a completely different actor play him <laughs> in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then, yes, again, it is always, it is full of cheesy one-liners, because again, they're, they're you know, man, Sam asks Manners why 10 minutes, he's like, oh, because I gotta pee. Yeah, so... It's just a bunch of really bad jokes, especially from Jack Frost as he kills people. Yeah. That's what you can expect from this one. And then, uh, is it, is it the photo shoot next? Is that, uh, the next murder scene? I believe. Yep. Yep. The next, yeah. Girl in red bikini getting her pictures taken by again, like it's an obviously gay guy. Um, Gaysian. Yeah, they're selling snow. It's doing like a snowboard photo shoot on the on beach. the beach, which he thinks is brilliant. Yeah, and uh, oh, yeah. what's the problem? She's not nipping out hard enough anymore. Yep. And Jack Frost, you know, being a year since he's gotten in, he's uh, is a horny old snowman there. So when you go to grab ice cubes for to to rub on her nipples, Jack Frost turns himself into ice cubes. Um, she rubs ice cubes, the ice cubes on her nipples to help out a lot. Then she just grabs a chunk, of, wants an iced coffee. She drinks some iced coffee, then starts chomping on some ice. As they're working on taking more pictures, uh, as the guy's looking through the lens to take the picture, her head explodes, gets blood all over, blood on the camera. Um, he starts freaking out a little bit and gets his throat slit by an icicle. Yeah. Dead and, they, uh, <laughs> and of course, it keeps taking pictures and they show them. It's a Polaroid camera, which great, uh, <laughs> great photography decision using a Polaroid. But well, he was, he was dropping using, ones of him dying. He was using a real camera when when he was taking pictures. But then, yeah, then Jack's like, oh, let's take some Polaroids. And yeah, takes uh, pictures of him murdering the Asian photographer. 
<laughs> and again, these are uh, well. The, the the head blowing up was a decent one. You know, it's certainly not good, but they they show the neck there was little blood spurting out. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of yeah, it wasn't a whole lot of cutaways or anything like that with that. That yeah. actually they showed, but again, it was through the lens of a camera, so wasn't anything super fantastic. Right. All right, after that, I think we go back to uh <laughs> for, for okay, for whatever reason Sam and uh, Agent Manners and like I think the Colonel and Captain Fun they all just think there's like a serial killer here. They're all kind of secretly working to catch the serial killer while not also disrupting the party. So they uh, they decide to have like a bait party. So hopefully the killer will show up. Yes. And uh, <laughs> at bait party, Sam, Sam finds a carrot on the ground and starts having like flashbacks of Jack Frost. He starts to lose a little bit. He's just like, I know he's here. Jack's here, and then like there's a dude in a snowman costume that Sam takes a shovel to him, thinking it's Jack Frost. <laughs> and he's still his wife is completely sick of it. She's sick of hearing about it. Like she's like, get over Jack Frost. You gotta let this go. And Sam's like, but there's a carrot on the ground, so he's still obsessed. Yep. But yes, the guy that he hit with uh, I think it was an ore that he hit him with was the colonel. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was an ore, not a shovel. <laughs> and then uh, they don't they don't catch any sort of serial killer at this party. So uh, later later that night, uh, Gal goes skinny dipping all by herself. We get the B. Yeah, you get the second get the B. B in this one. Yep. And it's uh, late at night, jumps in the pool, some... Uh, lengthy topless scenes while she's swimming underneath jack kind of sneaks up to the pool he he freezes the entire surface of the water so she is is trapped under there trying to find a way out can't do it you know she tries pounds on it can't get out dead she drowns not super gory but you know it's something different yep and then, and then uh... i think sam wakes up in the middle of the night and again, still obsessed with Jack Frost, but uh, suddenly sees out the window. It's snowing now on it's, the island, on this tropical island. It's snowing in the tropics. Yeah, he's like waking up his wife. He's like, it's snowing again. She thinks he's still losing it. Uh, you know, he's like, there's only one person who could make it snow here. But uh, the rest of the people are just down to have a good time. So they like start having a snowball fight and. Sam and his wife, Anne, I think is her name, get hit by snowballs. And they're all, everybody at that resort is out there frolicking and playing in the snow. Now, none of them think it's weird at all, really, except for Sam. <laughs> right. I mean, here you are in the middle of the night, and it starts snowing in a tropical island. So it's the first thing you have a, have a gigantic fucking snowball, you know, fight, snowball party. It's the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't. Again, sometimes they just lack quality control. You know, it's like either. I mean, maybe. I mean, I guess you could have been just the old fucks. Sam and Anne were sleeping at five o'clock in, in the you know five o'clock right. in the afternoon, 
And they wake up and it's snowing. And so really only, you know, six o'clock at night when everybody's having this gigantic snowball fight. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Yep. Uh, as yeah, as as everybody's frolicking in the snow, having the snowball fights and everything like that, Jack Frost does appear. Uh, the biggest thing is he uh, he throws a snowball so hard it rips a guy's arm clean off, and yeah. then he starts spraying blood all over his wife, and then every people start getting hit with icicles and lots of other you know snowballs are now killing people and icicles are getting thrown at people and. Uh, you know, lots, it, lots yeah, more yeah, people they're, are they're dying to kill people and cause damage. There, there's, there's chaos going on, but uh, yeah, Marla and Joe and Sam and Ann ended up in their room, which turns out that you know, in in Sam and Ann's room, and Jack or not not Jack, but Sam reaches under the bed, grabs his travel bag, and turns out he's be- he's packed and ready to be prepared for an encounter with Jack Frost because he's got caulking, he's got all, you know, everything there to set up to make the room waterproof. And he's just like, oh, let's just uh, make through, you know, seal up the room and wait till morning. And everybody's like, we can't do that. There might be people alive out there. <laughs> yeah, and there, he's, he's what, you got like squirt guns. He's got a necklace, antifreeze necklace. Because uh, that's how they killed him in the first one. I'm sure all our audience members remember. Yeah. And then if, they, you, uh, if, if you watch the the for the bad first movie. Oh yeah. And I think this is when we cut back to the two drunk guys, right? Yeah. Is this when they die? Yep. They're uh, they're they they do the old hey, it's a uh, ice cold frozen, you know, phone pole or whatever metal pole and they're they're worried here's their problem here's their dilemma their beer is too cold how do they cool it and the one guy's well you just lick this frozen pole we'll pour the warm beer down it'll cool by the time it gets to your mouth so of course yeah. one dude's like yeah okay <laughs> yeah beer, yeah beer's too warm they not don't just stick them in the snow for a little bit yeah just stick so the one guy does it frozen pole his tongue gets stuck, and his butt, his drunk buddy's just like, "Oh, hey, there's chicks over there." Just wanders away, leaving his uh, other friend attached to the pole. Then, of course, we know what's coming. It's not going to end it well for drunk pole guy. Um, his tongue stuck to it. Jack, you just see the oven mitt hands reach from behind, grab his head, yank it back, and his uh, tongue gets ripped off, stays attached to the the frozen pole. Yep. Do they even get his buddy? I don't even remember. <laughs> do we ever have closure with his friend? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think they do. I think they just get the one guy, rip his tongue off. <laughs> uh, around here, I forget I forget how this comes up or why. I think this happens now. It's what's next to my notes is that uh, I think it's Sam and stuff and, and crew are barricaded in the room. They also sort of figure out that like sam can sense jack frost how could that be here's the movie explanation uh some of sam's blood got in the snow at the end of the first movie and now that jack is back and uh, you know reformed he's also partially made up of sam's blood 
So they have a bit of a, uh, I don't know, psychic connection or some sort of unusual connection. Yeah, they're blood brothers. Because, yeah, he was, Sam was wounded in, in the first one when they were wrestling in the, in the antifreeze. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so you got they they mix they mix the blood together between Jack Frost and Sam. So yeah, he's got he's got some sort of connection to him. Yeah, and uh, speaking of antifreeze, that's what got him in the first one. Let's do it again. They set up a the old antifreeze trap, you know, to kill Jack Frost. So they they go outside in the snow. They kind of lure Jack to come make a rush at at Sam. They have. quickly again made like an underground pit trap of antifreeze that jack he falls for it literally and figuratively and uh kind of melts in the pit of antifreeze but comes right back to life he can resist antifreeze now in this one that's the the big sequel folks he's stronger than ever oh shit yeah what are they gonna do now he's immune to antifreeze I don't, don't know if they know. ever explained it. Oh, there was that short scene in the, I, I guess, during the opening credits where, like, <laughs> I, they had antifreeze in a fish tank. I guess that's, that was the remnants of Jack Frost um, from his, uh, they robbed his grave. And then the janitor spills. I think it's just coffee in there. So it's a, Jack's now a combination of part Sam's blood, part antifreeze, which is why I guess he's resistant to it, and snow now. So he's super Jack Frost. And part coffee. Yeah, yeah, it's part coffee. So yeah, after he does reform uh, from the antifreeze back to normal, he like craps out like a little ball of snow, and then escapes. And uh, the gang kind of scoops up the ball of snow. They examine it. Try, you know, they notice it won't melt. They, it just kind of uh, stays into form, and it sort of like hatches into little baby Jack Frost. It's kind of indestructible. They try to blend it. They try to do some other things to it. It just, again, like Jack, reforms. So, uh, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. They can't kill it. They try to throw it in like a waffle iron. <laughs> yeah, blend, yeah, blender, waffle iron, um, microwave. Yeah, they, they do it, everything they can. And at this point, yeah, Manners is is going to look for Jack Frost. Uh, he goes out to the supply shed or whatever, and there's a whole bunch of them. And as soon as he walks into the supply shed and picks one of them up, uh, they, of course, Anne calls him on the radio and says, oh, they, they're a bunch of little Jack Frost. Be careful. And he's like, oh, you couldn't have told me that five minutes ago. And then he gets killed. Yeah, he's in a shed with, like, I don't know, 50 of them or something. Yeah, and they just chomp the hell out of them. Which now, um, I think it's well. Anne goes out, and she, you know, she's looking for for stuff there, and she comes across one where she throws. Uh, she she finds a bunch of people that are there. She finds she finds a group of people. And they you know, suddenly get attacked by all the little snowballs, and she's trying to protect some of the people, and she throws a couple of drinks across there, and one of them makes the, the stupid thing make a machine gun sound and explode. So she <laughs> brings that drink recipe back. She drink, brings the drink cup back to Bobby to, uh, 
to deter you know to try to figure out what it is. I mean, the thing's covered in blood, and, and she's like, "Oh, what's what's in this drink?" And he's just like, "Oh, it's not time to mix cocktails, mom." You know, like being fake Jamaican that he is. But she's she's like, "No, what? Tell me what it is, because it killed one of them." And he tastes. He's like, "Oh, that's you know, that's the you know that's that's the margarita mix. It's got you know, lists off all the ingredients, and then." So they they test it out with the theory of since Sam is allergic to bananas, Jack Frost must have received that allergy from him now too, since they are mixed blood together. Oh yeah, that's that's his new weakness: banana daiquiris, <laughs> just bananas in general. So yes, yeah. and so they go to a quick montage scene of them peeling aggressively peeling bananas and then smashing them up and and pureeing them to load them into super soakers then comes the montage of them going on and killing all the little snowballs uh they they do kill all the little snowballs uh, which brings the wrath of jack frost because now he's angry that they killed his family yep they they have the such a touching scene where he's holding one as it kind of slowly dies and so yeah now he's pissed off which that that whole part with the uh little snowballs and stuff that just reminded me of gremlins too because they were just super annoying didn't really bring anything to the movie um yeah yeah. it was just oh we got we we got a little bit of money and time to kill in this movie so let's (laughs) let's throw little snowballs there like gremlins or like critters or something just little puppet things that make high-pitched noises and kill people yep the the goobers yeah or the goobers yeah yeah so the yeah the gang kills all them uh jack's jack's pissed now he uh he gets the colonel pretty quick with just like an icicle i think through the back of the head and shoots out the front of his mouth and he gets Bobby, slices Bobby across the throat with another icicle. Yeah. Puts Anne in an ice chest and starts uh, slowly bringing, you know, doing, sending icicles in towards her to make it almost look like an Iron Maiden type situation. And uh, forms into a snowman form as uh, Sam runs up with a bow and arrow and a banana tied to the arrow, shoots it into the, shoots it into Jack Frost he explodes everywhere. Uh, Sam is freaking out, trying to find Anne in there. He can't find her as he's digging through the sudsy dish soap on the floor there. <laughs> Eventually, she, do- she does manage to get her hand up in the air, which he, he, end up, he ends up pulling her out of, out of there, cleaning off her face with the, the towel that he was wearing and, uh, you know, or that he had or conveniently had with him right there. And uh, yeah, roll credits. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Pretty anticlimactic. Shot pretty him with a banana arrow. Pretty shitty. Quite shitty. <laughs> this is a pass. This is a pass. If you can't tell, listeners, not not a great film. Um, again, same problems. You know, I would have had the the cutaways were just. You know, I want to see the gore. I know they can't afford to do it, but 
was just sick of cutaway after cutaway. The acting all sucked. Most of the characters were annoying. Jack yep. isn't even a good villain, really. No, no, he's really not. I mean, like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Don't watch this movie. Save yourself the hour and a half. I had to split it over two days because I couldn't stay awake last night. Yeah, play uh, play Magic the Gathering online and I mean, get steamrolled you, by shitty decks. It's still more fun than this. You can you can do anything else, anything. I I mean, I would almost recommend Bigfoot's Bride over this movie. That's how bad like bigfoot's bride Ooh, that's a bad one it is it may have been overtaken by the worst movie that we have watched for this podcast with this movie i i would yes. honestly consider they it, it's it's as far as the worst movies go it's 1a and 1b for for this movie and and bigfoot's yeah. bride yeah these are terrible skip them yes uh yeah so that's all i got i mean i know you got some comedy shows to promote how oh you didn't even say how your comedy shows went this last weekend oh yeah that's right um they were great yeah i was uh in saint cloud beaver island brewing fantastic they sold out uh sold out the show it's just that that was a hot audience man they were they were just there to have a good time. So uh, myself, Sam Bondus, who's another Duluth comedian, did really well. And then uh, Jonah was the host. He set it up. And then a guy named David Freeberg, who I've never seen before, but he was also performed. He did really really well. So the audience loved everything, myself included. Not to brag, but it was a great show. <laughs> All right, younger crowd or older crowd? It was uh. Saint, it was, uh Saint- Middle age ish, I'd say forties and fifties and some thirties. Nope, nothing too young. Okay. There were two like corporate parties, man, which they obviously drunk and a little rowdy, but uh they weren't obnoxious. There was like two, you know, groups of a dozen maybe uh, co-workers who decided to come to the show and they tend to get drunk and rowdy and yell a little bit, but it was a fun time. Nothing too disruptive. No. Not excessive. All right. And you got shows this weekend, too, do you not? Yeah. By the time this comes out, uh, yesterday, the 8th, will be Bemidji. Uh, today, the day it comes out, will be the 9th. Um, if you happen to hear it and you're in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, Rapids Brewing Company. So that should be a fun one. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I got nothing else, but oh yeah, I guess we can tell you what we're going to watch next week, because next week we are continuing on the holiday trend. We are watching a Christmas horror story. Free on so, Tubi. Watch it with us. Yep. Hopefully there's actually, the, hopefully there's a leg lamp in there, but it's a real leg, not a fake leg. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> it's a very prestigious it award. It actually looked decent. It's the narrator was William Shatner to start it off, so hopefully that's a good sign. All right, well, if you can get T.J. Hooker to be your narrator, then uh, I'm, I'm I, I gotta I got gotta be yeah, okay I'm with for that, man. Nothing ever uh, gets worse from adding William Shatner. Nope, 
All right. Uh, yeah, I got nothing else. So we're calling it a quick episode here. We're at just about 50 minutes. Yeah, we can wrap it up early. All right. Well, again, this is Scott the Beauty signing off for the Beauty and Geese podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. Bye, folks. <laughs>